0: Welcome to Be The Difference,
1: presented by Back to Back Ministries, continuing to be a voice for orphaned and vulnerable children around the world.
0: We share stories of everyday people who are being the difference in the lives of others. I'm Sammy Summerlin, and I'm here with my co-host, Chris Cox.
1: It feels like it's been a minute since it's just you and I having a conversation, Sammy.
0: It has been. We did a little different rhythm for October. We had a lot going on around back-to-back ministries and Mm. a lot of different things to listen to on the podcast. And we are back to just a conversation between you and I.
1: I'm excited to process what I think it may be a pretty influential topic within the community, but it really even stems for me around the conversations that we've been having because all of the global directors, uh, most of the global directors for back-to-back were in country for a week with us. We got to really dive deep into some of the ways in which it's difficult to be the difference right now. And mm-hmm. so I love processing those things, but I love coming off of a season where I'm so close to so many leaders and recognizing that it's not a me problem that we're solving. It's an us problem around the world.
0: Yeah, as we were preparing for this conversation today, earlier in the day, I had opened up the news app on Mm. my iPhone. And so if I open up the news app right now, to your point, Chris, there's a lot going on in the world. Travis
1: Kelsey is everywhere.
0: Well, Travis and Taylor, we could do a whole other podcast (laughs) on my thoughts on Travis and Taylor. But other than that bright gem, uh, we see headlines like Israel's latest strikes Mm. in Gaza, or Egypt is helping to evacuate 7,000 foreign passport holders, or different political figures are on trial, in trial, saying things about each other in the news. I see stories of what's still happening in Ukraine, what's going on in Haiti right now, and it feels heavy. Mm-hmm. It feels heavy to look at this this idea of all of this information that we have access to that helps us be informed on opportunities and ways and areas to be the difference. But I guess what I'm really wrestling with is how can we be the difference when one, the topics seem so much bigger than anything we could ever tackle in any way. And two, when there is just so much, um, I guess, heaviness and darkness pulling our attention in a bunch of different directions
1: yeah and even it it can simply be just disagreement whether Mm -hmm. it's it's not necessarily even the news app that we have to pull up right now in this season we can drive home and recognize by the way people are proclaiming their belief systems in their front yards that neighbors look like they're in disagreement with one another there's a yes there's a no Mm -hmm. there's a vote there's a don't vote there's all of these things there's a slant this way slant that way it's can feel so heavy when we feel like the people that we want to be the difference for um, maybe want different tactics to see something different that that weighs on all of us i think in society and when we add that kind a sprinkle in that we're through back to back and through being the difference, kind of our our vantage point is how are we being the difference that Jesus was to us? Like I Mm -hmm. think that I think it always has to be that added vantage point, or else there is no right. Like there Mm -hmm. like without that, there is no real clear direction for what it looks like to actually make something different, except to think about making a difference through the lens of how Jesus made a difference.
0: Yeah, one of the things that, I read a book a number of years ago called Get Your Life Back, and one of the things that it talked about is the idea that our, our souls weren't meant to carry as much information as we have access to mm-hmm. right now. So when I think about how how can I be the difference, how can I look like Jesus, how can I look different than the way the rest of the world is having these conversations, Yeah. Um One of the things that comes to my mind is this idea um, called benevolent detachment, which is like a kind stepping away from from my own personal boundaries of my soul cannot carry this much heavy Mm -hmm. and hard. So I'm gonna take a step back to the level of information that I have access to which seems counterintuitive until you realize if I am maxed out and overwhelmed, I actually can't love like Jesus. Like right. Jesus stepped away sometimes. Yeah. Jesus actually like didn't do everything the people in front of him wanted him to do for them mm-hmm. all the time. And so that that like benevolent that kind stepping away is for me sometimes a good first step of my soul is depleted and overwhelmed. Mm. I need to step back so that I in myself can be at a place where I can love in a way that Jesus did. I don't I don't know if that makes sense, but
1: Yeah, no I think it it resonates from a side of you can't pour from an empty cup, right? Like we talk about that a lot in that if, if we're to pour out what we have into those that are around us, which is actually what makes the difference, right? Like if you, Mm -hmm. if you get something from me that is of value, um, I can't give you something of value when I don't have any value inside and I'm too overwhelmed when my soul is burdened and I feel too overwhelmed with the problems that we're facing then I don't have anything to give because I'm overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And so that is the pause of it's okay. As a reminder for all of us, it's okay to pause and refill our cups with our, with joy, Mm -hmm. with compassion, with justice, with truth. um, So that what we're giving away is out of the overflow. And I actually even feel like we don't pour from a cup. We actually like the, the, the way to stay full and fill others is to have a cup that's overflowing. Mm-hmm. And that takes self-care, that takes intentionality, it takes clarity, it takes education and learning and being able to sit and learn about a problem without feeling like I have to protect or advocate for a vantage point in a problem.
0: Yeah, I think another way, I, I love that at the beginning you said, if we're going to engage in being the difference, we want to do it with the vantage point of how would Jesus mm-hmm. have walked it out. And when I think about ideology versus belief system and even nationality or different camps, and I I want to, for my own personal self, see the person before the ideology, see the person before the sign in their yard, see the person Mm -hmm. before their stance that they wrote on social media. I'm not always great at it. I don't know if any of you can empathize with that, I'm not always great at it, but that would be my goal. Um, Do you have any practical ways that you do that?
1: I I spend most of my days in this space. I feel like right now, I feel like that um, because of what we're doing around back-to-back Cincinnati and just the multicultural inclusion and equity that we're trying to pursue, a lot of people feel safe bringing me questions or ideas or even statements of what they believe the problems are. And, uh, one of the first things that I try to do is identify through, this is more my own creation partnered with a writing from this author, Peter Block. The first part is mine where I say, write down the problem that I want to solve that would serve people that matter to me. And and if I find myself writing down the names of people, I can't solve people. I end up Mm -hmm. serving the problem. So I still need to figure out what problem am I wanting to solve? and who does that who does solving that problem serve does it serve myself does it serve my family does it serve my neighbors does it serve a community group identifying that specifically actually helps me go into a conversation with being able to bring something that has less emotion to it because i can say this is a problem that i'm working on solving or i want to meet with people who are about solving this problem because when i lead into a, a community and i need to solve a people it puts me at odds and puts a power dynamic in. Mm-hmm. I want to back off that. The second thing that comes from Peter is this question that has really rung true for me in a while, for a while. is He asks, what are you contributing to the problem that you're burdening about? Because that's where your control is. Mm-hmm. So whatever I'm okay. contributing is actually something I actually have really quick control of. And that's empowering because I can look at this and say, oh, what I'm contributing is chaos. It's fear, it's anxiety, or I could be contributing resources. I could contribute hope. I could Mm -hmm. contribute solutions. Um, I could contribute my own wealth or lack of, like I can look at all of those things and those things I have control. So I ask those two questions. What problem are are we trying to solve that serves people? And what am I contributing to this problem because that illustrates what I have control over.
0: I like that reminder of what do I have control over. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it can get overwhelming. When we read headlines, when we read the news, when we see a belief that somebody puts in their front yard that's different than our own. I don't actually have control over right. that person. right? But what I do have control over is my response, my words when I speak to them, my engagement with them, my conversations about them to other people, the way in which I, I choose to recognize and see nuance yes, versus everything is black or white. Um, I think those are the things that I have control over.
1: Yeah, and we, we control the questions that we ask and the perspective that we take, right? Mm-hmm. So when I see a storefront, either say a group is not welcome here or invite a group to be welcome here, I can ask the question, why was it important for you to take that stance? When I ask that question, I get to know story, and a lot of times I get to know trauma, Mm -hmm. and I get to know what happened in order for me to believe that I needed to take this stance on behalf of. And then that makes story more personal for me to recognize we're not just trying to solve a community. We're trying to heal because Mm -hmm. things have happened to us. And then when I can empathize, I still don't have to agree with your vantage point but i can empathize with why you would have that vantage point point.
0: Mm-hmm. and i think that's what i see over and over again in the gospels with jesus is that he may not have been in complete agreement with the behavior of For everyone sure. yeah. that he was engaging with but there's a way to engage with compassion and kindness without agreeing with every behavior that that person's displaying and i love the idea of getting to their their why because each person's history and story is so unique. And as we dig into the, why is this so important to you? Why yeah. is this your belief? That's when we can start to see that nuance and that perspective of, oh, I can get the meaning behind your behavior yeah. when I get your story yeah. a little bit.
1: And I need to ask that question of myself too. Yeah. Why did that sign in that yard do what it did to me Mm -hmm. when I drove past? Why did I come to the conclusion that I came? Mm -hmm. Why is my vantage point so strong about the things that you listed um, that are going on in the world? Why did I immediately side with Mm -hmm. fill in the blank? When I ask those questions of why it was important for me to feel the way I felt about it, it also helps me unlock some things that may be true. Or they may have been in true by what I was taught, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure that they're true about the person who is speaking on them right now. And I think that gets us back into dialogue where we are searching for meaning within conversations we have with others as opposed to searching to defend what we think we mean by something Mm -hmm. and instead of searching for a defense if I'm searching for understanding that can draw us together and maybe we maybe we find some new conclusions and maybe Mm -hmm. there's a new future because based on the list that you just gave Mm -hmm. the conclusions that we've reached as humanity haven't worked yeah and we need new ones that do bring conclusion and and bring inclusion to us as a as a whole as we process what's happened and in whose name has it happened
0: Mm -hmm. as you were talking i was thinking about the way that um jesus's prayer for the church was unity Mm -hmm. and unity happens when we see one another's humanity when we see one another with compassion when we when we see what connects us over what divides us and i think that again coming back to that perspective of how do we do this from a vantage point that that looks like Jesus at the end of the day over looking like one ideology or belief system or another. Um, so I think we've got a lot of takeaways packed in there. Um, one is take a step back when you need to take a step back from the news, take a step back from carrying burdens that aren't ours to carry and step back into being connected to our source of joy, community, um, how how do how are you still filling up so that when we're engaging and being the difference in different ways we have something to give? What's another takeaway you would give
1: yeah when tempted to make an assumption, ask a question mm, yeah. yeah, I think is' a is a big one when your body responds and says mm-hmm. a, that you are assuming a conclusion of a belief system, ask a question, mm-hmm. and maybe that question needs to be why is that stance important to you, or why is that perspective? important to you and that will take us on a path of understanding
0: i really like this script curious not furious Mm -hmm. how can i get curious instead of getting furious and when i get furious how can i get curious about why that made me furious
1: yeah i think you mentioned it early on the last takeaway would be remember that the the focal point if you come from a, a jesus perspective in his way his his hope was that we would be one as he and the father are one mm-hmm. that's the john 17 reference yep. that you're making right there is yep, that his it. prayer would be that we would be one as as he and the father are one so the number one thing that an enemy of him would attack is our unity mm-hmm. and so just a reminder of that that this war is greater than us and it is to defy divide us so just to take a deep breath and say what what ask the question What does pursuing oneness with Christ and one another look like in this hard conversation?
0: Yeah, there's a prayer that I really like and it ends with the kingdom of God is never in trouble. Mm -hmm. And just, I would say that's our final reminder that we can rest in that and still be invited into the story of how we can be a part of building that kingdom and um, engage in being the difference. So we're gonna keep having these conversations that help us navigate hard stories complex issues and still stepping into being the difference. We'll see you on the next episode.